Hello, and welcome to What Our Point Weekly, where we bring together a variety of perspectives to discuss the biggest stories of the week and decide what our point, or if in fact there are no point at all. Please, if you like what you hear, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Today is Tuesday, October 26th. I have with me Dan and Nicholas. Hello. Hi. I wanted to do a sports-centric episode this week, but Ben's daughters are sick and he's not here, so I feel like without him, that would be kind of a missed opportunity. So we'll delay that to next week. Instead... Should we continue our ongoing um, fight, discussion, policy debate between you two about this budget bill? I'm I'm sort of confused at this point what's going on. We're running against these deadlines, Dan. Give us the, the state. Or Nick, do you want to give us – Dan always gives us the first take. You want to give us the first take? Sure. I mean, I'm a little bit out of the loop. Dan would probably know about budget negotiations and certainly infrastructure packages. My take on it is – if the the Dems are being pulled in every which way as a party between the cinemas and mansions and the progressives who believe that government spending is a solution to all of our problems. So as a former staffer and like amateur political knower and follower, if the progressives don't want the Democrats to control a Senate seat in Arizona nor in West Virginia, they should primary mansion and cinema. All right. So question that I have just to just to give this a little bit more grounding. It seems like. What's happening from my perspective is that the can is about to get kicked again because like there's everyone's scared about being the party that like does it either like does too much or gets blamed for not doing enough. So people are trying to do this calculus of like if we do nothing, how much will we be blamed for that? But now there's on these deadlines like um Biden's going to Glasgow and there's some sort of like transportation deadline. But those don't seem like large enough deadlines to force the Democrats to actually vote. So I feel like the can will get kicked again because the calculus on the Democrat side is people will blame Manchin, Cinema, and the Republicans for it. And so then there will be more favorable terms the next time it comes around. I would say my general thoughts are the White House wants something to happen as soon as possible. And so... They're trying aggressively to get something done. And I feel like things are closer and closer every single day. And I think there's definitely a sense, maybe Manchin likes the negotiation, but does not seem like Senator Cinema really likes being involved in this and would much rather this we move on to something else. So I think that that view might win out of she's just like, fine, please talk about something else with me. And so something might happen because of that. So how, where do you see the compromise coming then? Like the Democrats seem like they're going to have to give up some of the climate change stuff, but then the Medicare stuff, it seems like they'll be able to push through. Cinema might just finally give up on that. Like where, where, where does the fault line come down? It's very interesting. I think one critical question has been, will they raise taxes on anyone and especially corporations, President um, Trump slash the corporate income tax? And everyone thought there was 50 Democratic votes for that. But Senator Sinema, it seems like, has firmly said no. So tax rates are not going up for anyone. And then I think that's like seems like that's kind of unfolded. And part two has been, will there be any punishments for fossil fuel production as a way to speed the transition to clean energy? So there's like two things. Right. You can the, methane, the methane. Right. Tax. You can incentivize new technology and new clean technology and you can punish existing technology and the original plan had been to do both but it seems like for senator manchin there's a line in the sand of don't punish old technologies where 
that might disproportionately affect coal plants in Mansion seems like he has principles and actually is negotiating toward like an end goal where cinema just seems like a total fucking like, sellout is the difference between the two. And so Mansion, like, I think he has, I've said this before, but he has a little bit more leverage because his idea to negotiate the unemployment insurance down seems from economists to have proven to be correct. So I'm sure he's going to people and be like, look, there is some some intelligence toward moderating the full spending of this bill. Okay, wait, the other question I have, Dan, is the Democrats, the progressives seem like their last card is to not vote for the infrastructure skinny bill. Do they play that card? Like, are we here in two weeks and that bill has still not passed? I would bet, I don't know, two weeks from now, I think it will have passed. I think they'll both have passed two weeks from now. Nick, what do you think? Two weeks from now, have both bills passed? Um, yeah, I don't know. That's tricky. That's tricky to predict. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, It depends on, depends on what they offer cinema and, and mansion. To be frank, what could they offer them that would see them over the finish line? So I think a lower you... top line, a much lower top line. So like what? One point seven five trillion. Less environmental, whatever? less environmental regs. I think West West Virginia environmental regs in West Virginia have a bad connotation, of hurting the economy. And I, I think now is not the right time, given inflation, the right time to punish fossil fuels, given that you know middle class families are dependent on filling up their car. You know, I'm in favor of, of reducing our dependence on fossil fuels with market-based solutions, but I think if you arbitrarily do certain things that hurt the middle class, you you will pay a price at the at the at the voting booth. This election, you know, it's like kind that. of an amazing aside that we should just all go Google. Is Mitt Romney criticizing Barack Obama for funding Tesla and saying that it was government waste for supporting innovative companies and that that was a terrible idea and the president like owed Americans an apology. And now Tesla is a trillion dollar company and $1 trillion company and is single-handedly responsible for the transition to electric vehicles among consumers in America. It's kind of amazing. What's the cheapest uh, Tesla model? What's the cheapest but, uh, Tesla, Tesla vehicle on the market? I $30,000 so, something like that. I don't think well, it's I was 30, about to just chime in the... Dan is obviously a proud Tesla stockholder, so I, I, we should all take. No, it. I'm not. I'm not a proud Tesla stock. I'm a proud product owner. I should own some of the stock, but it's uh, it's up there, which I'm just every day, every month, maybe I'm surprised that it keeps going up. But people believe I just uh, own a Tesla. But I would say, Nicholas, the great thing about Tesla is they keep innovating and bringing the cost down. The original Tesla was very expensive, and they made a cheaper one, and they made a cheaper one. Dan, are you on a Tesla motorcycle over there? What's going on in the background? There's some construction going on next to me at the house next and that, to me. And that's, that's a, I mean, is it an example of the private sector solving our environmental issues in this country? Or is this an example well, of government intervention two, in the U.S. economy in an attempt to solve? So you have Moderna and Tesla, two great examples of companies that had critical funding from the government to innovate. And it ended up saving humanity mm-hmm. and... Saving humanity. Both oh, come on, Dan. All right. Let's, not, let's move to something else. Holy shit. That was enough hyperbole for one episode. Um, So let's talk about Alec Baldwin. Isn't it crazy <laughs> that he just killed someone? What was Bruce Lee's brother? Didn't Bruce Lee's brother die that way? Yeah, what is, illegal, is he legally liable? I mean, that's a good question. Is like no, whether I, or not... the detective is. They're investigating it right now. Exactly what happened, et cetera. Who held the gun at what point? Why? 
they like found a, a box of live ammunition on the set. Like, what the fuck are these people doing? Hollywood film sets seem insane. It's like a fucking frat party or something. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's like shocking. I, I just never understood why they would use a um, I mean, it, it, blanks don't shoot projectiles. Right, blanks exactly. It's just a cartridge. The, there's a lot of the story that just doesn't make sense. And today they released that they found a box of live ammunition on the set, which makes you think like something really crazy is going on. But who knows what will happen? And then they found um, what's that guy's name? Brian Laundrie's body. So we know this. We know the end of that. He just killed his girlfriend. Man, America is just a really fucked up place. Like every week there's just new stories that make you pretty disgusted by the country we live well, those in. Are, those are two stories that are not connected. Yeah, but right. they make me they make me sick in certain ways. Like mm. in in all other countries, those stories would be like the biggest story of the week, and here they're just sort of like sidebars that Fox News likes to talk about. It's like, look at the horror show of America continuing to go on. Like I was watching <laughs> I was watching this I watched an episode of some South Korean documentary about um a serial killer, and just they mm. talked about how like many times. I thought you were about like, to say Squid Game. Squid Game no, is not no. a documentary. <laughs> well, you missed our conversation about that last week, Nick, but uh, mm. it was very lively. Um, but in the documentary, many times they reference like, yeah, in the 2000s, it was the first time we experienced these crime waves and crimes of you know like American and European style like indiscriminate no motive crimes. Like we're in a new. It took us a while to come to grips as a society with these people that like have no idea why they're committing a crime and just indiscriminately angry at all of those around them. And I was like, wow, this is how foreigners think of our country. <laughs> and then you understand when you look around at the things that are happening. I know the, the Alec Baldwin thing is, but already my mind's going to like, there's no way that was a full accident. Somebody loaded live ammunition into that gun. Somebody was obviously trying to fuck with the, I mean, just the amount of like, Free time people have, like, the amount of ennui mixed with anger and free time that combines in America leads to some really, all right, rant over. Mm, I wish I had free time. I don't know. How's your sleep schedule so far? Oh, it's it's actually better. Um, I think it's just more nervousness about being an adult and paying a mortgage freaks me out. Oh, right. You just bought a house. How's that? Yeah, it's fine. I think that there's actually, it's like one of the few things that millennials are actually doing well relative to boomers with the exception of home ownership and i think i'm you know fortunate that i have a nest that i can kind of use to buy a house but it, it's um yeah man it is like expensive out there i don't know i mean it, it could be attributed to seattle but it's also inflation and i guess maybe with inflation might not be the big greatest time to dump a giant infrastructure bill Nick, can I just say that I'm very impressed and proud of you. You've grown up so quickly over the last two years, man. What happened to you? I don't know. COVID pandemic. I don't know. You hey, can thank a- those sloppy researchers at the Wuhan Institute of Virology for not having proper safety, BS level two safety procedures. I also think it's helped like you and Ellie having your own little space. She could whip you into shape a little bit. You could get away from your, you know, creature comforts. <laughs> Being an adult sucks. <laughs> okay, what you else do we talk like, about? You this bohemian lifestyle in New York that at times I not envy, but part of me wishes that I, I had this bohemian side of me. You do it. Too much anxiety. There. Ingrained anxiety to be to live a bohemian lifestyle. You are kind of a bohemian, but not the exact opposite. 
If that makes sense. Seth or Seth? (laughs) No, Nick, you're the exact opposite of, you could be a bohemian in, if a lot of things in your life had gone a different way, you have the right personality, but you were, it was like there was an AB thing and you needed like two A's out of a hundred to become a bohemian and you got a hundred B's. You got like straight B, you know, straight, I don't know, maybe I should have switched the letters because two B's would have been bohemian, but you were so close at all moments in time and just every choice was pushed the other way, you know? Some you made, some are made for you. It's like, Nick, if we both lived maybe two or 300 years ago, you would have been one of those like sort of aristocratic but very like well-read artistic people that were like in a manner where I would have been like a, a pirate guy that you were chasing around. Like we would have both had the same interests but coming at it from different angles. You would have had like a like one of those like wig hair things on and yeah. you would have been powdering your hair all the time. And I would have had to like avoid like fleas and the plague all the time. I mean, I guess we maybe both... there's a world that we both would have just been like, you know, living at court and Nick would be like the, the philosopher that came in to like teach the kids and Seth would come in to, you know, teach yeah, them how to write or something like that or, or like, do tricks or, yeah, or like, sh- like shoot a, a organize the circus or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like Seth would Seth always has a personality. It reminds you of like Jean Lafitte, like a French pirate. He's yeah, you have the, the Thank you. I could see mustache. you living on a boat, so Seth, and just invading places. That would have been sweet. Can you imagine living in that time in that era when there was like the high seas? The <laughs> I mean sweet except like your life expectancy would be like fifteen years because yeah, exactly. people died <laughs> on the seas but like random. But also that was like wrong. everyone. Wasn't like everyone's life expectancy like twenty eight or something? <laughs> yes, it was uh not a great Thanks time to Moderna. To <laughs> Moderna <laughs> saved <laughs> humanity. Thank you. <laughs> oh God. I'm just saying, Nicholas. I do you think it's funny that Mitt Romney has now come out against billionaire attacking billionaires because he's jealous he wants to be a billionaire? I'm not I'm not sure exactly what's going on. I mean he taxes said, are about, about to protect the amount them. of revenue you bring into the state. And so I don't think we have many revenue problems. I think we have spending problems like wars. Um, oh god. Let's, this is too late in the episode to start the right, end the war in Afghanistan so smoothly. You know, you did. Too late in the episode. No, okay, save fine. this for next week. How say about something? we say something funny? Did anyone watch uh, Tom Brady throw his six hundredth touchdown pass and then Help a, yes. a child said, I got through, I survived cancer because of you, Tom. And he went over and talked to him. Yes. He cried like a little baby. Damn, that's how I imagine you being, if you ever met Tom Brady, just like bawling tears. I don't know. I don't think I would bawl tears. Can we talk about, like, why wouldn't I appreciate your work ethic? Why wouldn't Dan, Dan be? Bohemian? No, that's not really. Not really. I was too ambitious. Dan's too ambitious to be a bohemian. You can't be. I don't don't have the peaceful soul that you need to be a bohemian. Uh, I I want a peaceful soul. Well, why? What what gives you anxiety? No, I don't have anxiety. I just have like ambition. I think is what Seth would phrase it. You know, yeah. Dan like keeps anxiety on at bay by just running at all all the time. Like you Mm. can't have anxiety if your engine's just churning all the time. My mom would want you as a son. You just gotta keep moving. I think I'm cursed with the these expectations of so the end goal of this ambitious goal that I have towards the end, but of grandeur. I, get there, I lack the laziness. Yeah, it's illusions of grandeur, and then I lack yeah. the willpower to get there. The key is you can't focus on the end too much. You just gotta look right in front of you, a couple steps ahead all the time. How do you know this? Intuition. Huh. Okay, so next week. This <laughs> got deep real quick. Yeah. All right, next week we can talk about early NBA season and 
the oh, Virginia yeah, election. Did Terry McAuliffe survive or did, mm. you oh, know, J.V. Trump win? San Francisco. Um, Is Alex Caruso going to win the MVP award? Probably. When's the San Francisco school board recall election? Maybe February. Oh, interesting. Are you going to vote for Allison Collins? 100% no. I cannot wait to see her recalled. Oh, she's a level-headed progressive. Yeah. I think she is the worst of the progressives. All that right, we're exactly. done with this. Right. Anyway, I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement. She's All right, sorry, we have a lot of topics. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Please tune in next week, and we'll be having a sports-only episode where we discuss the start of the NBA and NBA seasons, the Premier League, and the MLB playoffs. Please tune in. Stay safe and talk to you then.